0: Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM.
1: Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Need the cover of October skies you all know, the leaves on the trees are falling to the sound of the breezes that blow. You know I'm trying to please to the calling of your heart strength place. What's up, what's up everyone? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show, Tide Bubba Horror to you and what's going on everybody? Hope everyone had a great weekend. I hope you enjoyed football. Wow, what a, what a football weekend. The dogs were, as they say in the gambling industry, the dogs were barking and the casinos were happy because they typically end up with the favorites. And New England got their little butts whipped, uh, unfortunately for me. But in the meantime, uh, always love football season. Always great to be here. And, of course, we got a, a, a big game tonight. Uh, the Chicago Bears take on the Seattle Seahawks who I believe are going to have a very bad year this year, the Seahawks. However, uh, although I'm a Chicago fan, I do think that Seattle will cover the points, Brett, tonight. That is my pick for the evening, the Seattle Seahawks. In the meantime, uh, markets are kind of just drifting. You know, it's going to be a – it should be a relatively quiet week, uh, even with probably more of a continuation and more of a bias still to the upside. Uh, You've got the – uh, uh, first of all, it's a triple witching expiration week, which generally are a little higher. Uh, you know, not always, but generally. And you've got uh, Yom Kippur in the middle of the week. You know, uh, tomorrow, uh, you know, probably I would say tomorrow afternoon through Thursday, the, the trade is going to be extremely light with the holiday. And then this will be the last of the holidays for a little bit uh, for a while. Uh, but they're always a little bit more challenging when they start than they come in the middle of the week. So I think that will be something. I, I think the markets, you know, again, uh, the S and P is just in a big consolidation range. But you know, I, I think there's a lot going on here. Uh, we're, we're having almost a uh, another Anita Hill moment with uh, with the uh, Kavanaugh, uh, and I, I guess uh, there's um, uh, something from a high school thing, you know, 40 years ago or whatever it was. It's always tough. And of course, this will be tougher than the uh, Anita Hill Clarence Thomas hearings. But I, I think, you know, um, I, I think this is just shows you how ragged our political system is right now, uh, where we're searching for all these flaws. And again, I, listen, it goes back to in my life, in my lifetime, my memory goes back to Spiro Agnew. But uh, again I, I, I hope that they don't make this into a circus. Um, I hope uh, uh, I, I hope that uh, that they uh, you know just do the right thing you know and again it, it doesn't mean you know listen if he did something wrong I have no problem okay uh, but it just I just hope they do the right thing and don't turn it into a circus and don't turn it into a political venue uh, you know that's just uh, you know something that uh that you know i always shudder to think about and watch because i know how both parties are when it comes to these types of things so uh we'll see how that looks out but but in the meantime i think you know the markets are you know very close to uh to peaking um but again i'm not going to make any ridiculous calls here uh i think you you look for where where you can find uh, advantages at, uh and and really right now i think the market is you know generally quiet uh generally not a lot going on and so i think you generally want to stay you know somewhat subdued to to what's going on i wouldn't want to be overly active here i don't think it makes a lot of sense to be very active i i think you know a we should be you know thinking about those and uh uh in 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 the carolinas and down there and uh, obviously a very tragic storm uh, a lot of damage and unfortunately a lot of people aren't insured for the storm so uh it's going to create problems and you know the questions come up a number of times over the last few days uh should the government be responsible for people who don't have insurance that to choose to live in those uh high risk areas that's an interesting question uh I think it. I, I I think it depends. I mean, obviously, flood insurance is extremely expensive. I mean, you know, again, if you're looking at an actuary, um, down there, you know, and you're putting actuarial tables on, you know, the probabilities of a storm. You know, I I think that you know, if if you're living down there because it's like a second home or whatever, and you've got the dough, then you should not be bailed out uh, if you don't have flood insurance i do think that the you know v- very low income because i'm assuming and i don't know this for a fact but i'm assuming a lot of the uh, living down there is a little bit less expensive because i think that you know although prices get a little bit artificially propped up uh, uh, because of the area i also think that they're probably a little bit lower in some of the uh, off ocean or off you know water areas so b- because of the potential problems and if you're there because you can't afford anywhere else, I think then, then I would have no problem with helping those out. Uh, but I, I think that if you can afford to have a vacation home or a second home down there, or, you know, you've got, you know, the, the money and you're not buying the insurance cause you're, you know that you'll get bailed out or you get helped. I think that's a problem. Uh, you know, again, I just believe in, in, in things being fair and equal. And, and again, Obviously, we never want anybody to, to feel adverse tragedy and have problems happen to them uh, because why you know why would we wish that on anybody? Uh, I just again I believe that you know if I have a house there, I can afford to buy the insurance, then I should have to buy the insurance Th- That's just again, just my point of view to it doesn't make me right, but I do you know have an opinion uh, on, on most things <laughs> uh, but I think when you look at this market you know, I think that, you know, the insurance companies will not suffer. I mean, they haven't had any real big major claims, uh, for a while. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how this all plays out and hopefully they'll get, uh, everything back into shape. It's going to take a long time, unfortunately. Uh, it's just a, it's just a, a, a rough situation. That's of course, you know, natural disasters like markets, they don't announce themselves. They don't tell you when they're going to, going to go through this and, and have these big storms or whatever. So hopefully we'll get, you know, everything back together. And it, it will, uh, through devastation, it will bring, you know, some new work in. I mean, again, you know, we, as we've talked about here, we haven't for a while. But as we talk about here, the war effect, you know, the war effect. One of the things about wars was it always created, you know, new jobs and new opportunity and chances to make money. So. After we get through the, uh, you know, the the cleanup and the the, the sadness and the tragedy of it, uh, it will there'll be a lot of work down there to rebuild it. And again, obviously, we can only try to look at the uh, out of a tragedy. We can only try to look for the positives that will come from it. Obviously, if you were involved, there was no positive. Obviously, if you were involved, it's a tragedy. Uh, and if anybody lost life, it's a bigger tragedy. But once that's all through, uh, then it does have to be rebuilt. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, but again, I, I, don't know that any more good news can be priced into the markets. Again, I don't say that they're not going to continue to go higher. Uh, I'm, I'm not getting involved. I'm not getting in the way of it. I'm going to sit back and relax and enjoy the show and, uh, look for my opportunity because there will be an opportunity and I'll be continuing to wait for it. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And of course, it is Monday Night Football. And we'll give you our pick again, which is the Seattle Seahawks over my Chicago Bears. Uh, But don't forget to uh, download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm, the only station that you need. Uh, You know, we give you 24 hour day programming. uh, So check it out. And don't forget to get the sporting edge there as well. And of course, our high school investing program, which can you can, if you'd like to help us out and help us keep this thing going. You can go to patreon dot com forward slash bubba trading that's patreon.com forward slash bubba trading and of course don't forget to get bubba's daily update which is available to you for free all you have to do is go to bubba trading.com a little box will pop up you fill it out no credit card required i'll send you a video each and every day after the markets close telling you what i think today of, of today and what i think for tomorrow we're going to step out here for a break and be back with more of the bubba show after the break the bubba show top of board which we're coming right back welcome back to the bubba show todd bubba horwoods with you the 10-year anniversary of the the crushing of lehman brothers and the manipulation by the federal reserve to try to uh, maneuver and and get their way out of out of the problems that were created by the banks and the the federal reserve federal reserve uh, Interesting enough they let all these things happen they continued to let the markets run on air they continued to go with with over leverage bad debt and a whole bunch of other stuff and of course they allowed uh, JP Morgan to steal uh, Bear Stearns for basically nothing but what else is new of course we 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 put those out of business that we want out and we keep those alive that we want and that's pretty much the standard and what we have seen uh, as we continue to even move forward into the next bubble, the, the next asset bubble in which we are in right now. But what could possibly go wrong now? You know, I mean, only the fact that we are once again extremely over leveraged. Uh, once again, we are allowing the banks to do things that are not healthy for the general economy, but knowing that the Federal Reserve will be there to bail them out once again. And, of course, nobody cares. Everybody is just thrilled to watch the markets go higher each and every day as we make new highs in this 10-year bull market, the longest in history. But nobody cares. It's an amazing factor. And, of course, you tie in the the shadow banking, which is, which is basically unregulated banking, and, and you now have you know, all of these outside lending sources, which in turn, the banks end up buying most of those loans anyways. So what do we have, a situation? Let's see, hmm. over leverage once again. Uh, the consumer is over-leveraged, the investors are over-leveraged, and the banks are over-leveraged. But everything is great, we have, we have no problems, there is nothing to worry about here. Move along, son, there's nothing to worry about here. And isn't that what we are told every time before every major collapse? I mean, I personally have traded through, you know, 87. I started in 1980, so I've traded through uh, three major events. Uh, And I'm sure that it won't be long until I'll be trading uh, through the fourth major event. But, of course, as they say all the time, move along, son. There's no problems here. Or when they tell the coach, your job is safe, don't worry about it. We're giving you our vote of confidence. So what we've been watching for the last, you know, I don't know, a couple of years is the vote of confidence. And again, there is no reason to believe that the markets will start to break down tomorrow. OK, there's no reason that anybody should exit or liquidate their equity portfolio because of what I'm saying now. But, but what I'm saying and, and, and the point of all this is to inform and warn you of what is possible. And not only what is possible, but what is going to happen at some point. And again, this isn't because of this particular administration or this particular Fed. It's always been the same. But even before the Federal Reserve existed, you can go back again. We used the tulip mania as the, the, the first major publicized bubble. And there was many before then and many after. So Again, all I'm saying to you here is please be aware of what's going on around you. Please be aware the more confidence that we hear from the higher officials, the more confidence we hear from the Federal Reserve, the more confidence we hear from everybody, the more likely the bubble is going to pop. We have been building bubbles forever, but really heavily since 1980, with the, with the start of Alan Greenspan, the master bubble builder, and we've got, the obviously, his apprentices that have continued to build these bubbles going forward. Now, again, it's not, this is not a warning of panic. This is not to send the chills down your spine like you better get out tomorrow. There's always going to be time to exit. The, the key is is to let's see when the markets decide that it's time to end this rally. Let's see when the markets decide that it's time to go lower, and then we'll be able to exit. And again, if you're hedged, you don't have to worry about the, the next great market collapse. But we do believe, and, and again, this is the, the important part, is we do believe there is a collapse coming, but we also believe that after that collapse, the markets will go higher and make new highs higher than they are today. So let's not get into it and and, and try to create this major fear or what the fear mongers like to do or the false and phony promises you get. All I want to make sure is that you understand exactly what is happening. And of course, what is happening is you've got this chain reaction of the pundits, which love to have the good news. And listen, I like good news, too. But they continue to drool about the markets going up each and every day. Most of them have no clue, and the ones that do have a clue are the same ones that were telling you in the year 2000 to continue to buy when the Nasdaq was collapsing. They're the same ones who were telling you to buy when the Dow and the, and the S&P were collapsing in 2008. And of course, all we're trying to do is, is prepare and warn you and make you understand how the markets themselves work, knowing what we're looking for. You've got consumer confidence at ridiculously high levels. Every number out there is so overinflated and so overconfident that it can only lead to a sell-off. Again, you know, it's the old story. Somebody tells you how great a movie is or how great a restaurant is, and everybody keeps telling you the same thing. It's great, it's great, it's great, and you get there, and you go, eh, not very good. It was just okay. And of course, that's what we're getting right now. And I, you saw it happen, you know, last week when we now when our, our, our equities are, remain in a consolidation level. Uh, what we're seeing here is the churning of the market. Now again, we can break again to the upside, but we were up higher, churning almost to new highs in the S and P. The, the Nasdaq was under a little bit of pressure, but churning higher. The Russell continues to churn higher and the Dow was higher last week with you know, some potential good news on trade. And at, at the end, you know, you've got Trump going to put 200 billion more in tariffs. Uh, I think they're going to enact those tomorrow on Monday. So and again, I'm not concerned about the trade wars and I think that it has nothing to do with it. But if you look at the way that the markets are acting, the markets are telling you, OK, which is a little bit of a concern. But the markets are telling you that there is nothing to worry about in the trade wars. Okay, Now, one thing we can say about the market, the market itself is always right, Okay, because what the market does is absolute. So the market is always right. It never announces itself and tells you that it's going to go up or down, but it is always right in its direction. Now, again, right now, the market is still saying that we should be going higher. In fact, last Monday, a week ago, On my Monday night call, I continued to tell everybody that you cannot be shorting this market yet. As much as I think that we're going to go lower, this is not the time to be shorting. And in fact, if you come back to certain levels, you should look to be a buyer. And of course, we did bounce from those levels. And I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm saying to you very clearly that as much as I want to warn you, I also want you to know that there are times to be involved. And right now, until proven otherwise, even though... The money flowing to the market right now is not from the commercial industry. It is not from the big money. This is the end of the retail money coming in. This is the people that have either been out for 10 years and are finally getting back in because now it's safe because the pundits and the advisors and the brokers say it's safe now because the markets will never go down again. Okay, it's different this time. Nothing matters. Or this is people that are now trying to really press up into the game and using margin and leverage. So with margin debt at record highs and with everybody getting almost 100% invested, who is going to be left to buy? Okay, Because the insiders are the sellers. Okay, The insiders are the ones that are liquidating, understanding where we are. So when you look at this big picture, you have to wonder... Where can we possibly go from here? And again, I, I'm not saying we can't go higher for, for longer, okay? But I certainly wouldn't be pouring in, unless I was hedging myself, a lot of crazy money up here. I would rather see how the markets are going to start to act here as we look at some of the major diverging things that are happening. And number one, you've got the gold S&P ratio, which is ridiculously wide now. They, I don't believe they've ever been this far apart in separation. The S&P has been going straight up. Gold has been going straight down. That is going to reverse. You know, if you think about that as a rubber band, well, the rubber band is stretched probably just about as far as it can go. I mean, as a trade, if anybody plays this kind of stuff and plays you know, Paris trades or plays some of the combination trades, it would be a nice trade possibly to sell this S&P and buy gold. And that's one of the things that we always look at is the the rubber band stretching because that does actually come into play when we look at these markets. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm, the only station you need. You can get the sporting edge there as well. In the meantime, we're going to stop out here for a break, and we'll be back with more of The Bubba Show right after the break. The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz coming right back to you. That will help you, give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbershow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at bubba We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubb at the to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the show.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. <music> Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Tom of a Horace with you. A little bit and we saw interesting uh, the hurricane and our and our certainly our thoughts and prayers go out to all the hurricane victims. Uh, obviously families. a tragedy. Okay, But again, a natural tragedy. There's not not, not much we can do about it. And hopefully you were somewhat prepared, but not everybody's always prepared and things do happen. But you saw the price of oil spike initially to just over 70. And then as soon as the hurricane hit, oil sold off again. We think that that's going to be more of the case. Again, we're looking for oil to hit 64, possibly as early as this week. It will depend a lot on what's going on. This week does have uh, the final part of the Jewish New Year in the middle of it, uh, Yom Kippur which is on Wednesday so that will make the market slower Tuesday afternoon and all day Wednesday. Uh, it doesn't mean something can't happen, but that is something that will be uh, that will really slow down what's going on. But oil we expect to fall apart again that rally was it was rough, especially for me I was short, but it's, it was not totally unexpected. We are now seeing the backwardation formation we've been watching for a while is coming back in a neutral, which is going to be some more negativity for the price of oil. We look as as we hear the experts calling for 95, we're calling for 55. Let's see uh, who's got a better handle on it. Again, I don't see I don't I can't see ever going over 75 again. But, you know, obviously that's what makes a market. So we'll see how that plays out. As we mentioned earlier, gold continues in that consolidation range. And again, once again, as I wrote for Kitco on Friday, gold rallied up and late in the day. Well, actually, it failed pretty much uh, from morning all the way through the end of the day. I think that gold looks real good around 1190, 1195, if you're looking to get in. I certainly wouldn't be a seller of gold here. I would only be a buyer if I were going to play. Okay. Uh, But it's still going to be the key whether it can get through the 1220 level. The dollar continues to hover around 95, which is fine. A little bit below there, we're looking to be buyers. I think the big story last week was the trade wars, as uh, as as President Trump continues to try to pressure China, and of course, China's markets get continue to get hammered. And on Friday morning, I sent out a text. About 10 minutes before they made an announcement that they were going with some more tariffs and the markets fell apart, and I'm not taking credit for that, but what I'm saying is that you can see how much on edge the market's on. And I I think but what's more interesting about this whole thing is that no matter what, now we've had, going into then, we've had some fairly good news on trade, yet the grain markets have not been able to get off the bottom. In fact, they continue to, to hover lower. I now believe that corn and soybeans have made bottoms. Okay, I think these are great. These could be the buys of a lifetime in here. Uh, I think in the corn and beans, I think that they've found the bottoms. Again, I don't know what much, how much more bad news I can find out. We had the WASDI report on Wednesday, which indicated that we're going to uh, harvest much more, and I don't think that's actually the case. I think a, I think the WASDI is wrong. Of course, I don't like the way they do the report, anyways. But I do think that we've priced in once again, and this is like if you go back and look. We've priced in about as much bad news as you can possibly... I don't know what more they could price in. So, uh, to me, those would be outstanding opportunities to step in. And I think when you look at wheat, wheat has just been strong all along. You just find levels to buy. The meats, hogs finally broke off that level we were, we were watching. And are up about 20%. And, of course, fats and feeders, cattle, they broke out and spiked higher. Don't be surprised if there's some early selling this week... But again, we're looking to buy. We're looking for new highs and fast and feeders. And we're looking for hogs to get up to uh, the, the mid-60s in there. So, you know, the overall markets were exactly almost as we expected. Uh, the, the, the cryptocurrencies did uh, were under some pressure, but they now have another new bank that's going to allow their clients to trade. So that's obviously something that's pretty sharp. And, of course, we've actually made a higher low. So the action itself, even though we sold off a little bit, is fairly bullish. I think what's not bullish, though, is 40% of Americans, okay, struggle to pay one of their major expenses, like either a car payment, food, something like that. So with a booming economy, okay, yet we have 40% of Americans. As, As I go out and travel and see things, I have never seen more homeless than I see today. Okay, I have never seen more people when I stop at a stop sign trying to get money when they stop. Okay, I think that that's a a problem. Now again, I, I I don't know who to blame. I don't want to blame anybody on that. I don't know how to solve it because I do know that there are a lot of jobs wrong. Okay, that is something that somebody has said to me, and I've listen everywhere I go. I see a help wanted sign. Okay. And I think that obviously we've got more jobs than people to fill them right now. Uh, that is due to either people that don't want to work that like to get that free company payroll check, or from you know either the jobs don't pay enough. So I think that's what's going to create some wage inflation because there, there people are going to the, the companies are going to have to step up and pay more to get people to come to work. That's just real, and I'm talking about not just one or two places. I'm talking about everywhere you go, there are people looking in my area that are looking for people to work. So I think that that is, is something that is very, very interesting uh, and, and will should create some wage inflation, which will most likely help the next, unfortunately, the next financial meltdown, uh, you know, that, that inflation and, and, and tied with interest rates that are rising. OK, we, the 10 year hit 3 percent again on Friday. Uh, the dollar is going to take off. The Fed is going to lose control again. These are things we've talked about for months. And again, when they make that perfect storm, or what will be considered an imperfect storm because of what it's going to cause, that is when the market should start melting down. But again, you've got the the, the worries of a, a, a tremendous amount of bad debt to tie into there. And you know, again, we talked about earlier the shadow banking system. The, the whole the whole deal is just creating. One big mess after another. And I think that's the things, of course, that, that we want to look at. And, of course, uh, as, as we say, uh, you know, the over-leverage and all the other problems that go on. And, of course, uh, as we talked about last week, Colin Kaepernick and Nike. Well, as I said, that Nike is not dumb. I don't necessarily agree with who they are or what they're doing. I mean, you know, Phil Knight, a major capitalist, all of a sudden, of course, as many of them have become as they make all their money. They decide that they want to, you know, they'd rather turn to liberal because they've already made their money. But in the meantime, as we thought, you know, their customer is 35 and under. It did not affect them. In fact, it's, I, I from what I understand, the the, uh, the the program has been quite successful for them. So that's that's the point, and that's what we should be worried about. Is and not worried. That's not the right word. Look, this is what what makes America great. You have. The freedom to do as you wish, and of course, they're making a hero out of out of Colin Kaepernick, and I think we're we're educating our youth in a lot of the wrong things. I think we we're, we have too many things about socialism and and how to get free stuff versus how to actually go to work and earn your way out and pay your way through, and I think that is an issue. And again, this is kind of the message. That we send, uh, you know, I, again, I think that, you know, it's it's really becoming a much bigger problem as we look at the different things that are happening. And you can look at, you know, the, the Cortez election and some of the others, and you're seeing more of the youth want to believe in more of a socialism view. Now, you know, the United States of America does have a, quite a bit of socialism built into what we do, you know, all the welfare, all the food stamps, all those things are more of a welfare socialist type of program. So I, I think that I, I don't think that we'd want any more of this. I, I think that would create a, a much bigger problem. OK, do we want to end up as, as the Eurozone is right now with their banks starting to collapse once again? Again, these are problems that everybody wants to deal with in just print more money. That is the, the problem, okay? Yellen wants the, the Fed to continue to keep these rates at ridiculous levels, okay? You cannot continue, otherwise you end up in nothing but a big mess. What we have today, what we have is a failure to communicate. I know. <laughs> What we have today is we have a market that is built on error. It is built on the free money from the Federal Reserve, Okay. It is built to, to, to only help the upper 1%. Okay? The general population does not benefit from these policies. The general population does not benefit from any of what's going on right now. Okay? So we can hear them talk about how great it is, but again, we have not seen the growth of wages. We have not seen the growth of good jobs. And that's one of the problems is that that's where the inflation is going to come from. Now, that's good inflation when it's wage growth. But at the end of the day, we have not seen the the things that we're supposed to be seeing. And again, that's pretty much if you uh, go back and look at history, the kind of the mandate of the Fed. OK, it's to to screw the middle class. Uh, you know, you can take my word for it. You, you can look at it. You can see what they have done over the years. OK, you can see what they've done in the eurozone. So. Uh, that's just my point of view. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horwitz. And we're going to step out of here for a break. But remember, libertytalk.fm uh, to download The uh, Bubba Show every single day and the Sporting Edge on the weekends. And, of course, our high school investing program. Uh, you can help us out if you'd like to at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. And, of course, don't forget to catch Bubba's daily update, which is available to you for free. All you have to do is go to BubbaTrading.com. Excuse me. Fill out the little box. It's free. No credit card required. Every day I'll send you a video. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwitz will be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show. Welcome back to the Bubba Show, Top Up Horowitz. It's time for the one, the only, the unbelievably talented Jane King, Lila Max Media. The Kaching Report, Jane King from a street corner in New York. What's happening? I'm
0: on the corner of 54th and 5th getting ready to go to a women's business breakfast in New York. So... um yeah, you're looking forward to it. We've got good networking here.
1: So what does a women's breakfast business breakfast consist of in your in your views?
0: <laughs> well, this is the first one I've been to. I was invited by um, a woman who works in the publishing industry. And um, so it's the first one I've been to. So I don't know exactly what I'm getting into, but it's at the university club, so it's gotta be shishi. Oh
1: wow, <laughs> listen, New York's all shishi. <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, you know, look, the, the 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 second liberal capital of the world. It's all she-she, right? It's got to be. But, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing about New York. It's interesting. Like, it's run by Democrats, of course, has been forever. Um, but the income disparity here is just unbelievable. So, you know, you got to wonder if these uh, policies really work all that well.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I, I heard a report that, that California has the most – uh, the first of all, the widest wage discrepancy, and they have the most homeless. Obviously, they have the most population, mm-hmm. but they have the biggest percentage of homeless in the in the country.
0: Yeah, well, and guess what state has the least income inequality? You have any guesses? Uh, what yes. I, I
1: would Utah. G- well, I would I would guess Utah. somewhere in that area. That Pro- makes sense.
0: Probably the most Republican state in the nation has the least income inequality. So there you go.
1: <laughs> you know, it, it, look. You know, I just I was talking to myself and I'm going, "Can you believe what Google did with that meeting? Can you can you fathom what they're doing?"
0: I know. Well, you know, it's <laughs> First of all, I'm really glad that, you know, there're media groups out there like Breitbart that have access to this information because I think some of this stuff is so important that the public knows what's going on because they just the most interesting stuff is the stuff we don't see on the surface, it's the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, which is what we saw with that video of Google. So, I mean, I, I, look, I could have told, I mean, it's, it's Silicon Valley is it's full of a lot of immigrants. So and they tend to be, you know, vote Democrats. So uh, that's part of it. Uh, they're typically young. Uh, so that's another part of it. Um, they're kind of are very smart technologically, but maybe all, not all that smart economically. And um, so I think all of that led into what we saw at that Google meeting.
1: I mean, but but really, I mean, okay, if you if it happened right after the election, okay, I could, you know, I don't agree, but I could live yeah. with it. It's no, to, it was it,
0: the day right after the election when that meeting was, wasn't it?
1: I thought it was recently. I don't know, maybe I maybe I misunderstood.
0: No, 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 I think it was like the day after. Oh, <laughs> wasn't I, I? must have,
1: I must have misunderstood. But uh, it,
0: I, I do though want a Google beanie. I mean, are, are those like the hottest fashion items you've ever seen? I mean, I was like. I was, Come on. They're making their employees wear those ridiculous beanies. I mean, <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> I mean, so when when you look at this, and again, I, I got to ask you now, look, you, you and I are both lean probably a little bit right versus left. And I don't think either one of us are that far from the center line. Okay. And I, right. I, I think, I think they, you're right. Uh-huh. I think we could vote either way depending on who's in office. I mean I, I think you're probably yes, and I have. more of a libertarian than anything else because you've got certain things you believe mm-hmm. in and certain, so but anyways. So now can you imagine it's two years later and, and shouldn't we want the current president no matter who it is to get through and do good things for the country whereas now you have so many people fighting against it that it's a constant battle i mean don't we just want to to move on because in two years or four years or six years he's going to be gone anyway so what difference does it make
0: right well i mean that tells you where people's loyalties lie it's illogical and um, to want to see somebody fail i mean it's like it's cannibalism it's destroying yourself in the process so i mean why you know the loyalties lie more with being right and getting your way and your ego than it does actually the good of the country. I mean, your kids, um, you know, they're the future generation. You have to want. I mean, as, as much as I disagreed with some of the things that uh, Barack Obama did, I never wanted the country to fail. I mean, I didn't like health care. I had Obamacare. I thought that was a big mistake. I certainly didn't like the Iran deal. I thought that was like unbelievable i see no redeeming qualities in that whatsoever you know but i never wanted the country to fail so um you know and i certainly was never gonna play dirty tricks or things like that like what we're seeing with the kavanaugh hearings i mean that's just embarrassing
1: it was um, embarrassing I
0: mean, that <laughs> now now there's a letter that he may have like groped somebody when he was in high school and but nobody knows her name or i mean it's just desperate and it's not going to work. I mean, people are smarter than that, that they know that this is just some last-minute ditch effort to try to stop this. And it's just ridiculous. And Cory Booker is not rising in the uh, eyes of the American people with his antics. And I just think the Democrats look really silly through all this.
1: No, I agree. And and it's it's a shame because, obviously, we'd like to have two parties. And then, of course, we have the the markets that can, can, continue to go higher every day. It's, it's an amazing factor. But, you know, I, I love when I hear – the pundits say this time is different, okay. I love to hear you know how high the confidence is, but I think more importantly, we're starting to hear a lot of these uh, sayings that everything's going to be great and everything's fine from higher up officials, which usually to me is like pretty near the end of, of a cycle because they're trying to mm-hmm. re- they're trying to reassure everybody you know we've got consumer confidence at 18 year highs, which we know what happened 18 years ago. We have, uh, you know, small business growing faster than ever. We know what happens when, you know, when all these things start to happen at one time, usually that's usually the end of a cycle. Now, I mean, it doesn't mean it's over tomorrow, but that should be some cause for concern for me. What about for you?
0: Yeah, no, I think you always have to be cautious because there's, even when things look really great, um, you know, there's always something going on behind the scenes. I mean, The biggest thing, you know, what's happening is a lot of people are taking on debt. A lot of people are getting really confident. They're quitting their jobs and they're taking on a lot of debt. We're starting to see, you know, more expensive homes being sold. And um, that's going to be a huge problem. I mean, the debt that that we have as a nation um, and even as a world is going to be a huge problem and probably the cause of our next financial crisis.
1: As always. I mean, again, it's, it is really, in my opinion, because the Fed won't step up. It's my opinion, the Fed won't do the right thing, which is to slow down things a little bit and raise rates and let's see what's going on. But of course, one of the big problems is the debt service of our own, our own debt, because, you know, our de- although our, our deficit is doubled and tripled since the early 2000s. Uh, the actual money to service that debt is only gone up 25%. So that that makes a little bit yeah. of a difference. So you can continue to go in debt, but we both know and you teach this in your podcasting that that is not so good, right? No, it's not
0: good. And I mean, the Fed only has so much control. I mean, At some point, interest rates are going to just take on a life of their own, and they're going to go up if they have to go up. I mean, I'm sure that the Central Bank of Venezuela would love to control their inflation as well, but that's not going to happen. They try. They try to do a lot of things there, and it's not working. So, um, you know, markets will be markets. And at some point, um, you know, we're going to see interest rates go up, whether the fence behind it or not.
1: Now, I'm a little concerned. About trade. Now, I'm not concerned about the trade wars. I think that they're going to solve. And I think that Trump is right here with the trade wars. I think we have the the Mm -hmm. total advantage. But the way that the markets have traded, the equities have gone straight up, which indicates, you know, when China says maybe they're going to talk, blah, 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 they go up. But what really bothers me is a lot of the agricultural products, which have not really participated. And based on the news, You know, if China's going to, they're going to sit down and talk, and that would be very positive for agricultural stuff, but it has not been so. To me, that smells of trouble from from my years of experience in trading. Does it mean anything to you?
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. I was just home over Labor Day, and the crops look amazing. I mean, I can only really speak about corn and soybeans, but they look so good. And uh, my nephew is a farmer, very good farmer, has a huge garden. Um, which as a farmer would, and it's a a beautiful garden. And he said, this garden looks great. And he thought that was like an early indicator of what the crops were going to look like. And so I think we're going to have a big harvest this year both corn and soybeans so that may be the overriding factor right now versus what's going on with the china trade issue
1: so you so because they did come out with the report and and they're predicting monstrous acreage but i had heard that the crops even though they look good are not as good as they look but at the end um obviously if you can if you can produce more then then the price is not as important right
0: well, that's true, and you don't really ever know exactly what you're going to get in terms of yield to you combine in the field, and it's just starting now, at least in Indiana, in from. I know it's been starting in some more southern areas. So, you know, that's the final thing, but the early indications are that everything looks really great this year for the corn and soybean harvest.
1: Jane King, they're calling your name at the Women's Breakfast. As always, Jane King, Lila, makes <laughs> me, The Good Ching so. Report. Thanks for being on the show today. Okay, see you later. And this is the Bubba Show Top of a Horror, which forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. Get the sporting edge there as well. Our pick for tonight's game is the Seattle Seahawk over the Chicago Bears. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow, right here on the Bubba Show Top of a Horror. Revolutionary Talk for
0: Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk at